What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Fit Identity Podcast, the show, what, whatever we call it. It is the thing that uh, you either watch or listen to. You're either watching it on YouTube or you are listening to it on Spotify or Apple. And I want to cover staying fit, getting fit. Like As you get older, it tends to be more difficult. In this week's show, I want to talk about how in the world uh, people are getting fit, staying fit, and maintaining that. And like, how do I do it, really? Being 53, moving into 54, I know, don't tell anybody I'm getting up there, almost a double nickels, which would make me a dime piece if you add them together, right? (laughs) Uh, But this week, I want to talk to you guys about getting fit, staying fit, like how did I maintain it? How do I coach it? How do I help people with it? And, you know, how do I get people to have that momentum and to move forward? So let's just dive into it. Let's talk about it and let's go from here. So... I think the first thing is understanding where you're at. I think it's managing expectations and not a lot of people have enough and a deep enough conversation with themselves to understand exactly where they're at and how long they've been at that position, how long it took for them to get into that position and to understand how long it's going to take to get you out of wherever you are at and to your goal in a in a way that your expectations are managed effectively, right? Like it, it's realistic to manage a healthy and fit lifestyle. It's unrealistic to think that you're going to lose 30 pounds in 30 days. And what I see with most people that are trying to achieve a health and fitness goal is most people have an unrealistic expectation. And I think that we could go on forever and ever and ever, but I think that that is reflective of the ability that we have the access that we have to information and to gratitude, or I mean, not, not the gratitude, but to pleasure uh, and pain, like immediate. We can have immediate pain and find immediate pleasure out of it immediately, anywhere. And, and I think that that access, that technology that's been out there, that we believe that that can still transfer into health and fitness. And unfortunately, it can't. Even with all the doctors, all the hormone pills, all the the things that are going on, the advancements in health and fitness. Health and fitness is a lifestyle. It is an identity. It's not just something that you can automatically achieve overnight. Like maybe you could look a certain way because of surgeries, but you're still, if you're unhealthy, you're unhealthy. And if you don't have the patterns to keep yourself healthy, then that's going to be a problem. So managing that expectation, I think, is the very first thing that I do when I'm coaching anybody is trying to understand where they're at, how long they, how long it took for them to get there, how long have they been at the position that they are at, and then begin to devise a plan and help them with an expectation that's manageable that they will be able to achieve their goals and as well as plan for the future and plan for the vision for them so that they can say, all right, I want to be able to achieve my goals and I want to be able to live a healthy and fit life going forward. And how am I going to do that? And I, I hesitate on saying like becoming healthy and fit because it's an ongoing process. It's never ending. It's not like, oh, I became fit and now I'm fit and I'm fine. That, that's not the way health and fitness works. I wish it was, but it's not. It's not like, oh, I painted my car red. It stays red. It, it's not the way it works with health and fitness. It's, 
It's an ongoing battle because everything around you is in motion. And I'll talk about this as, as much as you want to um, and on other podcasts, but everything in this world is in motion. So if it's in motion, these things, right, then you have to be in motion. You have to be able to catch up, to be able to hold your standard, to be able to evolve your standard, to be able to move. If you've got temptation, you've got goals, you've got plans, strategies, everything's moving. So if it's moving, it's ever changing. If it's ever changing, you can't stand still. So you can't just stand still at fit. Um, so that is like kind of like one of the first things when we start to look at all of this. And I would guess that most people that are not at the position that they want to be are not in the 10 pound range. They're usually like at the 20 and plus range. They're like, eh, I just got out of it. I, I've been this way and I've been gaining weight for a year, two years, whatever it may be. And they really haven't put any sort of effort, any consistency, any momentum, any strategy, any plan, anything into effort. It's just been, you know, uh, chaotic for them. You know, they're, they're non-systematic about their health and they think that maybe 30 or 60 day plans that are marketed to you on TV and social media, uh, your friends, your family, they're all over inflating. I did this in 30 days. I did this in you know 15 days and I did it. They may have been able to achieve something in that time period, but they haven't become healthy and fit in that time period and nor did they develop the patterns and habits that they need to stay or evolve being healthy and fit. And that is a big piece to coaching and mentoring and training anybody. It's helping them understand that I can give you a plan, but that doesn't mean you develop the patterns and the habits to become healthy and fit. It just means that you executed against that particular plan to get to a particular point. But now we've got to be able to make this a piece of your identity if you want to be healthy and fit for life. So managing that and having that real, true, honest conversation with myself, with, with them, uh, you know, if, if it's me personally, you know, I'm going to be one of those people that, you know, I have to be honest, I was just on a vacation and it was like six weeks long of me flying nonstop and I put on, I normally am at by 169 and I came home at 184 and that was just because I was all over the place. I was chaotic. I was out of my normal habits, patterns, and it wasn't like I was eating horrible. It just meant I was not on my game. And then I had to say, I got to dial it back in. Honestly, Mike, how long did it take you? Six weeks to get there? How long is it going to take you to take that off? Well, just because it took six weeks for me to put it on doesn't mean it takes six weeks or less to take it off and then to maintain it. I've got problems, you know, I got strength issues, you know, I've got uh, endurance issues, I've got hormones I may have affected because I was, you know, having a couple of drinks here and there, I've had salt in my system, I've affected a lot of things. I can't expect me to right the wrong in the same amount of time that I did the wrong. So when you start thinking about yourself and you're like, oh, well, if I did it in six weeks, I could take it off in less, it's kind of not the way that it works. Um, I usually use a rule of thumb of it's at least, you know, it's at least double, at least double t t for you to get back to normal and maybe even more. It all depends, right? Like I read something the other day, don't know where I read it, but I did read it and it's like sugar takes a week to get out of your system for you to right the wrong. Alcohol takes like 10 days to two weeks for you to get out to right the wrong and get it out of your system and to get back on track. And that's just to get back on track. That's not to 
lose weight or to become stronger, more fit, um, to become healthier. It just means to right the wrong in general. Um, and that just all depends on how often you're doing it and how much you did and all kinds of other things. But take that in consideration that it's going to take some time and that expectation of time needs to be managed and be like, all right, well, if I've been in this way for a year, two years, and I haven't paid a single thing to my health, a 30, 60, 90 day program is probably not going to get you to where you want to be. You might lose some weight. You might get, you will get some strength gains. You will lose some weight. You will get some strength gains. You will, you know, uh, become, uh, uh, more healthier. You will, but you probably won't hit your goals is what I'm saying is that you have to think two years. I want to be able to do this in a way that's manageable. I want to do this in a way where I'm not highly restrictive and feeling as though I'm crushing other pieces of my body and my system. Uh, I want to be able to do this so that I can maintain the habits that I'm actually creating because what good is it for you to go on this super highly restrictive plan when you weren't going to maintain any of those habits going forward because then you're going to come off the plan and be like all right i don't even know where i'm at now what do i do now do i have to go into another plan to develop healthy uh, habits because those habits were not lifestyle and healthy habits to begin with because of the fact that they were so strict so um that's part of it, managing that expectation and managing who you are. Are you a person that really does enjoy a strict plan? Because you understand the healthy habits and patterns that you need to have and you know what you're going to continue on and it's not painful enough for you to be in a plan. That's, that's kind of like the expectation of managing uh, and coaching somebody that has a goal with health and fitness and becoming healthy and fit because Obviously, we're moving away from just visual results. We're moving into mental health results, and we're kind of managing both those down the middle. I'm a strong believer that it's not just how you feel. I know that that's where everyone is right now. It's, well, how you feel? We got to feel better. Feel, feel, feel. You know what? You know how you feel better? You look better. <clears throat> I, I, tell me what you think of yourself when you're, you're, you get out of the shower and you look in the mirror. Tell me what you think of yourself when you look into a reflection of anywhere, a window, a glass, a mirror, anywhere. How do you feel about yourself because of the way you look, right? It's what we do in society. It's what we are. We enjoy looking a certain way. I'm not telling you how you should look, but you know that you have a certain way that you want to look. And if you don't look that way, then you got to be able to change it, right? And you got to be able to figure out what you want to do to be able to look that way. Um, So, Sure. I mean, I think that there is a middle ground and I think we probably do need to do some self-love and we do need to be able to understand that perfection doesn't exist and you don't have to walk around with a 12 pack and, you know, a a giant booty. Um, You don't have to walk around with it all the time, but uh, maybe there's a middle ground. Maybe it's a flat stomach and, you know, a round butt. Perfect. Right. Um, So, we want to be able to manage that expectation and understand that Visual results are part of feeling good. They really are. So that will take care of the expectations. That will take care of, you know, moving forward because you got to 
be in the right place in order to put any plan into effect. And I think that that's one of the things people want to put the plan first and then go, it was too strict. It was too, it was too busy for me. I, I was beat up too much. Uh, I, I didn't like the plan. I didn't like the trainer. I didn't like the nutrition. I didn't like the food. It's like all these things because you didn't manage everything prior to actual execution. And when you start to look at, Hey, let me get into the place of understanding how long did it take me to get here? Where am I at realistically? What are good realistic goals that won't stress me out or put so much stress on my body so that I will either mentally be hurt or physically get hurt? And, you know, that's a, that's a place that you have to manage on top of you've got to be mentally uncomfortable and you have to be physically uncomfortable in order for things to grow. And what I mean by things, I mean you. I mean, in order for your identity to grow, to become healthy and to have healthy patterns, you've got to be uncomfortable. So you can't wait to be comfortable in order to move forward into becoming healthy and fit. You got to get uncomfortable. And I will say this, and I've said it in almost every podcast that somebody talks to me about. Think about if you're a parent, right? Were you really comfortable becoming a parent? Were you, like if you were a mom, did you, your first kid, did you have any idea what pregnancy was about? None. You were like totally worried, right? You're like, oh my gosh, like what if I eat this and what if I eat that? What if I eat too much of this? Not enough of this. What is this? My iron's high. This is high. This is low. This is all over the place. I'm not getting sleep. You were crazy about it if you were a mom. Dads, I mean, you had the luxury of not being so freaked out as, as mom did. But if you were a mom like that, you freaked out. But guess what? You were a great mom. Did a great job. You survived. You were uncomfortable and then you learned it and you were like, I'm good with this now. I'm good with not getting sleep. I'm good with this. Now I know how to be a better parent because you became a parent, but it was uncomfortable. And if you waited to be comfortable to be a parent, maybe you'd be like me. You'd be 53 with no kids, you know, still waiting to be comfortable to be a parent Um, while everybody else is in a position of, uh, you know, enjoying that their children are growing and becoming, you know, awesome human beings. So Comfort is not going to be your best friend. You can't wait for that. So that's a piece of it, you know, moving forward. And, and then it's like, all right, like we got we to gotta act on this, right? And this is kind of like the nuts and bolts of getting into getting fit and understanding what you want to be able to do, right? Um, I get a lot of questions in my DMs saying, I just need help. And I need to know how to lose the weight. And again, they haven't gone through that that whole entire situation, you know, and and conversation of expectations, where are you at, you know, how long it's going to take. Most people want to wait until it's like, I've got an event or I'm at my wit's end and now I want results ASAP. It's kind of like paying off your credit card and being in high debt and just losing your job. A lot of people are like, but I need it all to be done by tomorrow. It's not happening. Not happening. Can we just agree with that and be okay with it? So taking it into getting the right program, the right system, the right idea for you, once you've been able to set your expectations, once you've been able to visualize what you perceive as being healthy and fit, then you're able to then what I will bring it back to every single time set your standard as far as your health and your fitness. I'm not into lowering my standards. I am not into lowering standards because other people can achieve standards. 
The standard is the standard in which I set, not what society sets, not what anybody else sets. It's my own personal standard. I refuse to lower it. I refuse to think that just because people can't meet my standard, that the standard should be lowered. That's not the way that I work. And I believe that that's reason why I've been extremely successful in being healthy and fit up until 53 years old, you know, is I've held a standard for myself when it comes to health and fitness and other things in my life too, right? Like business, like I hold a standard. My standard to me happens to be higher than society. If society says, you know, Mike, you should be this way, I'm five steps ahead of it. Because that's my own personal standard and that's where I want to be. I want to be above average. I think that when you hold society's standard, you're average. I don't want to be average. I want to be me. I want my own identity. I want the fit identity that I want. And I'm going to be me and I'm not going to be like anybody else. And that's what I would hope for you too, is that you want to be the best version of you rather than the best version that somebody else wants for you. Or you think that because... Janet or Sally or Joe or Tim or Bob or whatever their names are. I don't know. I'm just shouting off really poor names that that people used to name their kids back in the 60s. If anybody's out there by the name, you guys have great names. I'm only kidding. But, um, you know, I don't care about those people and the standard that they set. If they've got 12 packs, great. If they're like great at jujitsu, great. If they could beat me up, great. I'm setting the standard for me. Whatever is great for me, and I'm not lowering it. So the next step is set your standard. Set the standard by which you want to live your life by. Because if you don't set the standard, you're going to live on somebody else's standards. So that's the next thing. And because the world is in constant motion, constantly in time, you got to evolve it. There are times that you got to be able to like step up your game. And the more reps you put in, the more time that you put in over and over and over, the easier it is to be healthy. The less uncomfortable you become with being healthy and fit. People ask me, how do you eat like that? I don't know. I just do. I don't have a lot of stress to it. I don't have to put a lot of energy to it. It's just what I do. People are like, oh, it's just so hard. I can't do it. Well, you can't do it because it's not the standard that you hold. Right? Like, think that out. You have to make your mortgage payment. You have to make your car payment. You have to make your credit card payment. All standards, you have to make them, and you make them. Because that's a standard that you hold, because I'm not going to be late on my, and, and on my payments. Standard. So you don't want to be able to be that person to not have a standard. Because if you don't set the standard, then guess what? You live by somebody else's standards. Again, not doing it. That's not who I am. So you're going to want to set a standard for yourself and set a high standard for yourself, whatever that is. But I wouldn't set what society deems as your standard. I would just set what my idea of being healthy and fit is. And I would begin to just do the reps. And one of the greatest stories, and I'll tell it very quickly, was my attorney, when I was going through a really tough time, he told me the story. It's one of the greatest stories as far as understanding that results that come really quick are not going to benefit me as highly as I thought that they would. And that came down to this. He said, Mike, you're a dude and all kinds of guys and most people want 
expectations, right? Like most people want to solve their problems ASAP and they want it to be done. He goes, let me give you this example. He goes, there's a tree in the front yard and you got to take it down. It's a giant tree and you have to get it down. You're so stressed. Like the tree's got to come down. Tree's got to come down, down. I got to knock it down. I don't know what to do. Well, you don't have the money for a chainsaw. You don't have the money to hire a company to come and do it. You can't make that tree disappear by tomorrow. So what are you going to do? He says, I'll tell you what you're going to do. You're going to go into the garage. You're going to choose the best axe that you have. And you're going to come out every day and you're going to take a good swing or swings at the tree. I know you want to push it over. I know you want to spend all day. You want to come out with a sprint and like, I'll just take 900 swings at it the first day. And then that would taper off, right? You'd be, you'd be exhausted. The next day you wouldn't take any. And maybe you wouldn't take any after that. And then maybe you'd show up and do 400. And it would dwindle and finally you'd be like, I can't do it. You'd be overwhelmed by having to chop down a tree. He's like, you're going to come out and you're going to take a strategic swing at the tree. He goes, and if you tried to knock it down and you just stood there for four days straight and knocked it down, the tree could fall anywhere. It could fall in the neighbor's yard, ruining the neighbor's yard. Well, remember, you don't have money for a chainsaw. You don't have money to fix the neighbor's yard. Could fall in the neighbor's car. Could fall in your car, your house. You don't even know what you're going to do with the whole tree once it falls. Are you getting rid of the wood? Uh, how long is it going to take you to chop up the whole rest of the tree to be able to get rid of it, to sell it, to do whatever it is you need? And if it's on the neighbor's lawn, you're in trouble, bro. He goes, I need you in this particular situation to show up every day with the best tools that you have at your availability and take the swings. Evolve it when you can. Maybe some people will see you. Maybe some people come and help you. Maybe somebody will have a chainsaw. Maybe somebody will want to come over and offer to buy your wood because they see you every single day. He goes, I just need you to understand you're not in the position to make the tree fall and go away tomorrow. And that was a game changer for me. That was the moment where I understood that I had to use the tools that I had I had to show up every day to solve a problem that I had and eventually that problem would go away. And you know what it did? It did. I gained more and more momentum. Uh, it was, it was quite a big problem, but, um, it was a really good experience. I learned a lot during that time and it took roughly about a year and a half to, to deal with what I needed to deal with, but it was the greatest piece of advice because now I understand show up, swing, just swing get the best tools that you have available. And if somebody's got a better tool and they want to loan it to you, or if you find a way to save money and get a better tool, you're going to do it over the time. And then finally, you're going to end up in a really good position. But if you don't start today, this is the other piece. This is the other, the ending piece to it. He goes, if you don't start today, Mike, it's going to take you that much longer to knock down the tree. He goes, think about that. If you don't start today, you just put off knocking down that tree that much longer. That hit me too. I was like, holy crap. He goes, that's it. He goes, start today and then tomorrow and then the next day. But if you say you're going to start on Monday, that's a problem. He goes, you can't do it. I need you every day. I need you in a good space. I need you in a good mindset. I need you with the best tool that you have. And I need you to know that whatever you do, you're making progress. 
It changed my life, honestly. Uh, Rich Ginsburg, shout out. You are uh, you're a game changer, brother. Like, he, he's still my attorney, and he's gotten me out of certain business contracts, got me into some great business contracts, and, and, and earned me quite a bit of money. Rich Ginsburg, you are the man. Um, so that is the standards, right? And that is the do the work, put the reps in. You got to create the DNA through the reps to become the identity that you want to have. And not a lot of people want to do that. They just want identity. Well, in order for that identity to be built, you got to do the reps with the tools that you have. And you got to be able to sew it together to get the healthy DNA that you have. And with what you have right now. So don't be upset and don't judge yourself that these people have all these other great things and, and where it's at. Reps. Start. And what that comes to is consistency, right? If you're not consistent at anything, you're not going to become anything. Let that sit in for a minute. What you are consistent with is who you are. That is your identity. And what we see is if you're inconsistent, that's your identity. If you're consistent at doing nothing, that is your identity. If you are consistent in eating horribly, low-quality processed foods, high sugars, drinking a lot, that is your identity. There are a lot of people who think that's not their identity. It is. Newsflash, knock, knock. That's your identity. So what you do consistently will become your identity because you will then build momentum. And I could say it about anything, right? Like I watch drinkers all the time. I'm going to give you the drinking identity momentum. They're like, yeah, no, I only drink on the weekends. It's great. I only drink on the weekends and Monday night football. It's fun. I only drink on the weekends, Monday night football and Thursday night football. It's great. Oh, I also have mimosas. And I drink, I used to only drink on Fridays and Saturday nights, but now I do brunch and I drink during the day. Momentum. They consistently do it well. So when you think that through, you're like, oh, well, what if I did transfer, skill transfer, that skill that I'm consistently doing now, which give, let me give you this hint. You're all doing something consistently. No doubt in my mind, you're doing something over and over and over and over. So you already have the skill to be consistent and build momentum. You're just using it in an area that's not as beneficial to you. You're consistently a mom. You're consistently a dad. You're consistently showing up for work, hopefully. For those of you guys who are not showing up for work, get your butt off the fucking sofa. Oops, I swore. My bad. Oop, dropped the F word. My bad. Um, but get it up. You know what I mean? Don't be inconsistent. And if you're inconsistent at work, guess what? That's why you don't have money. Period. You're inconsistent at work. All right. So we've learned that you do have the skill to be consistent to create momentum. But what does that mean? If you've been out of the game and you haven't been in your fitness journey, take it slow. This is not a sprint. Remember I told you this is about your identity. It's about your life. This is what you're going to do ongoing. So you're going to need to do something that you can generate momentum over. And you're going to get peaks and valleys in your journey. Let me explain this to you. There'll be moments where you have to climb a hill. It's going to suck in health and fitness. Yeah, it's being uncomfortable. And then there are going to be moments where you get to go downhill and it's going to be fun. You know, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, I had to climb this so, so hard to work out every day. It's, it's just insane. Like, it's so difficult to follow a program. It's so difficult to be dialed in. It's so difficult, you know, to eat the right portion or count the right calories. And then it's going to be like, boom, 
Oh, it's pool season. Oh, I'm in a bikini. Oh, wait, I got my T-shirt off. I got some abs. People are like, what are you doing? Oh, my God, you look so good. Oh, my God, I feel so fat next to you. Yeah, I used the F word. I did. Oh, my God, I feel so fat next to her. Do you see her? She's got like a cute round butt and she's got curves. She's got flat stomach. Like, ugh, how do you do it? And you're like, consistency. Yeah, girl, I do consistency. Like, that's about it. Um, so... You start thinking that way, and, and dudes, man, I don't, I don't want to discount you guys either, man. Guys, the beer gut's there. You know it. You're looking at your buddy, and you're like, it's grown, grown from last year. I know what you did. During football season, you drank, and you ate, and you did whatever, and then it was winter, and then I covered it up, and I didn't tell anybody about it, and then I like took five pounds off, but I didn't tell anybody I gained 10 pounds, so I really kept five, and then three years later, you kept doing the same cycle, and you know, it was like, holy crap, I, I put on 15, 20 pounds over three years, yup, even though you took five off a year, you still put five on, guys, so you have this ability to be consistent, you got to pick something where you can start to get some wind at your sails and get some momentum, so you got to pick a program. You got to get some sort of accomplishment. Where do I think you start? I think you start with something easy. If you're a walker, 10 minutes out, 10 minutes back in. Make sure that that increases. 15 out, 15 in. It's not about the amount of steps. It's about the time at first. If it's a program, I say it's three weeks. I think that you should do something for three weeks and then you should think about what you need to be able to do next. Think of it in training. Think you're on a micro cycle to a giant goal because your goal is going to have a lot of micro cycles in it. Go three weeks. Now, the fourth week doesn't mean go ham and go crazy, okay? It does not mean that. It means evaluate during that week. Still stay steady, but you're not maybe in a plan. But you want to be able to generate something that is going to help you something that's going to increase your strength. So I strongly suggest some sort of lifting weights uh, and walking. And then I also strongly suggest that you eat well. Like eat better than what you're doing. Take. A, we're going to talk about eating in a second. But three weeks, that's the first fitness program that I think you guys should do. And then you should be able to decide what the next one will be. And in that week, you should still be moving, still be lifting, maybe not as controlled, but treat it as a microcycle, and then go back and try something else. The eating part. I think that you need to understand where you're at with eating. And you can't go, if you're one of those people that can't go all in, don't go all in. If you're one of those people that, you know, has a glass of wine every night, cut it back to a half a glass or do every other night or go through that process of three weeks. First night, the first week, I'm going to do a half a glass every night. The second week, I'm going to do a half a glass every other day. The third week, I'm going to try and cut it down to one or two glasses. The fourth week, I'm going to cut it out. I think that that is a much better approach to not be overwhelmed. But you know that you're making bad decisions. You gained weight because you lowered your standards and you're like, oh, whatever, you know what, I'll have one more piece of pizza or I'll have pizza again this week. Or yeah, I know it's the third night in a week that I drank, but it is what it is. Newsflash, you didn't like yourself when you got up in the morning the way that you felt and you certainly didn't like yourself when you took a shower and you looked in the mirror and you went, ugh. Or when you tried on your clothes and you're like, I'm getting bigger. This isn't, uh, this isn't good. Just be honest with yourself. Stop telling yourself lies, Okay. It's not good. And don't tell yourself, well, I feel better. You don't feel better. Because if you had to look at yourself in the mirror while you ate, if you had to look at yourself in the mirror while you told you that, oh, I feel great. You don't. 
Honestly, you don't. I know it might be hard to hear, but the majority of you don't feel good because you don't look good. For your own standards, not by mine. I'm not telling you what you should and should not look like, but you don't. So take that in consideration and look at how not to be overwhelmed with your food because I think a lot of people start too hardcore with too much of a plan. If you're one of those people who loves a plan, jump right in. Like I'm all for it. Like I think it's great. As long as it's going to teach you healthy eating patterns in the future. Now let me say this too about eating. I see a lot of people go on diets, nutrition plans, whatever you want, programs, whatever you want to call them. And they're like, I can't wait to get off because then I'm going to eat my hamburger or I'm going to eat my pizza or I'm going to have my cookies. Um, Cookies, pizza, those are my things. There are a lot of people that will go like, I can't wait to get back to that. You realize getting back to that was a pattern that got to you to a point where you weren't happy, right? Right. You, you, You get that, right? Now, if you want to continue to do that stuff, then you got to get to a point and then you got to earn that stuff. And I know there's going to be the food haters out there that are going to go to me, you know what, you can't preach, Mike, that that you got to earn your food. No, I can. And I did. You want pizza? Earn it. You want booze? Earn it. Nobody wants to earn anything. What they really want to do is just get it for the sake of getting it. Yeah, I just get the drink because I can. Well, yep. Well, then you get to be big because you can, you know. Oh, let's uh, decline that. Sorry about that. Um, but that is an issue, a big issue in the world of understanding. You got to do better with your food. You can't go back to the patterns. Sure. Can you have things that you've had in the past? Sure can. Probably can't have it in the same amount of time, the regularity that you had it before. You can't. Cause if you did, you're going to go back to the way you were. And if you did, you're going to continue to practice the same patterns that you had before. And you weren't happy practicing those patterns. I'm just going to be the one to be honest with you. You're like, oh, that felt so good. It felt so good for 20, 30 minutes. And then you felt bad about yourself and the way that you look and the way that you felt for the rest of the time. You've got so much more potential, so much more to do with your life than to stick it out being unhealthy. It's disgusting to watch, really. I get so frustrated at people being like, yeah, well, you know what? I'm going to take this short-term pleasure and live in long-term pain. Good luck with that. I refuse to do it when it comes to my health. So raising that bar, understanding where you're at, standards, understanding not getting overwhelmed in a program, moving on. What's the next step in in getting healthy? Because I know we're up to 34, 35 minutes. The next step in, in getting healthy, you know, is understanding that you getting healthy is a choice you're going to make. It's an exciting choice for you to make. It's not a, oh, I got to be on a plan. Oh, I got to go on lockdown. Oh, I don't want to do this. It's, oh my gosh, do you know what I'm going to be able to do when I'm healthy and fit? That visualization, and I think this is a very key component that you can do, is visualize what your healthy and fit life looks like on a daily basis when you achieve it. What are you going to be able to do? What are you going to be able to do with your kids? How is your life going to be? What are you, are you going to be running? Are you going to be hanging out? Are you going to be able to surf? Or are you going to be you know, playing football, golf? You know, like, are you going to be active, hiking, biking? You know, you're going to be able to go snowboarding? Whatever it may be, you got to be healthy in order to do that. And you're going to be able to do it pain-free. 
And if you're pain-free and you're healthy and you have tons of energy, what else could happen? Maybe maybe that's going to energize you to start a new business. And maybe that new business is going to take off for you. And then you're going to be like, no way, this is great. I got so much energy. You know what else is great? My life. My, wife, my life with my kids, my family, my spouse. We're having more sex. We're having more fun. We're doing more things because I'm healthy. Because I put the time in. Because I did the reps. That vision of health is way better than, yeah, I grind it out, I come home, I sit my ass on a couch, you know, and I just hang out and I just wait until darkness hits so I can go to bed and don't get me wrong, I have my glass of wine or whiskey or whatever it is, I go to bed and set the alarm, I get up and I do the whole thing all over again. That's misery. Do you visualize that? So visualize what your life is going to end up being like once you get this healthy and fit identity that you are after. And again, that identity is always going to be moving. It's never going to be like, got the identity. My identity's Mike. It's cool. It's not the way that it works. You're constantly on a battle to stay alive as much as you can, to have the highest energy that you possibly can, to have the potential, to live up to the potential of the ability that you have so you can be around the people that you enjoy being around, unless you're an introvert, but still, then you want to have high energy for yourself. So, um, so visualize what you want to be able to do. So do I have any other tips as I begin to like, like really think about getting into a program and knowing that you chose, you, you get to choose this, okay? You chose it and you chose your health it's not because i have the magic not because one of the programs that i provide has magic or it's oh yeah it's up to mike every program every person i've worked with every client i've ever written a program for every home fitness program i've ever created or supported people like oh mike it's all because it's not because me it's because of you and what you put into it And that's where fit identity was really born was when people were like, I got there. And I'm like, you didn't get there. You need to continue. That's when you have the identity. When you've done the reps over and over and over. Just because you got there doesn't mean you are that person. So you got to be able to then visualize what it is. Standards are important. Expectations are important. Creating a plan or, or, or finding a plan that won't overwhelm you, extremely important. Understanding that you're making that choice, nobody else is. And that it's going to be exciting for you once you achieve it and once you start to live it. Because if you think I've got the magic, you're going to get there and it's going to be an end day. And it's going to end the patterns that you are currently doing in order to achieve where you want to be. That sucks. To me, that would suck. And yeah, I understand that some plans, you're going to be a little bit more restrictive than others, but you still got to have some healthy, healthy habits and patterns that you come out of with it, or you're going back exactly where you were before. You're going to become the identity that you were before, and you were trying to leave that identity. So... I know you were hoping for like, hey, step one, do this. Step two, do that. Step three, do this. This is five by five, five reps, five sets, like crazy stuff. Guys, we can talk all about specificity for your own particular goals. And and I'm happy to answer those kind of questions in my DMs and more on podcasts. But I think if you can't wrap your head around what I just said in this podcast and managing your expectations, you're not ready to embark on a really true healthy lifestyle because 
you're not going to be able to keep the patterns and habits that you had. You're not going to be able to vision it. You're not going to be able to manage your expectations. You're going to get overwhelmed. Show up. Put it in. Put the time in. Reps. Manage your expectations. Understand that these things are not going to get fixed or achieved overnight. It doesn't happen. And I know that right now the big thing is semaglutide. They're like, yeah, Mike, but you know, they semaglutide, which is the, if you guys don't know what it is, it's a shot and, you know, it's for insulin resistance and people are losing weight and all this stuff. This is what I'll say about semaglutide and I can do a whole nother podcast on it. I will tell you this, any product, any product that helps you lose weight by doing nothing teaches you no patterns, zero patterns and habits and doesn't create your identity. It helps you lose weight with the same patterns and habits and identity that you had before and less muscle, more fat. It's not going to help you in the long run. It could be a piece of your ingredient. I don't know enough about it yet. I mean, uh, uh, what I do know in uh, that particular thing or that particular medicine, what I do know is that it works. What I do know is that it was aimed towards people who are clinically obese, who needed to lose weight, and it does work. The problem is, what I've learned is people aren't using it in conjunction to eating healthy, working out, developing patterns, doing what they need to do. They're losing the weight, which means they're also losing muscle. And through that loss of muscle, their fat content is going up, and it's, it's a problem. Because it's not just the clinically obese that are using the, the actual drug. I don't know enough about it. I certainly don't want to go down the road and I don't want to put my stamp and say that I advocate for it or I don't advocate for it. Not, at least not yet. Um, but what I do advocate for is a healthy lifestyle, eating healthy, you know, having the right mindset, moving more. You know, it, that's the whole idea of fit identity. Think, eat, move, and they're all cohesive to each other. All three of those, right? If your mindset is right and it's in a good place, you are in a good place to put whatever you need to do in your brain and be able to facilitate those patterns. If you eat well, you are fueling what your mind needs so that it can operate as well as it can, and it is fueling your performance with your movement, whatever your workouts are, whatever it is you want to do out throughout the day. But if you are eating high-quality foods, well, then your standards are high-quality, and then If you are going to move, which I think that is taking action towards any of your goals, doing the reps, regardless of how great the programming is, whatever it is that you want to be able to do, whatever the program it is, if you just want to show up and do group exercise, if you want a specific training program just for you, you know, whatever it is, you're moving. That means your mind was in the right place to get you to move. That means that you're moving and that you were fueling yourself so that you could have the highest performance so that you could maximize your efforts to gain the fit identity that you all want. The one that you have inside of your head, the vision that you have of yourself living the great life that you have, that is your fit identity. And I want that to come out of your head and into real true life. So you got to think you got to eat and you got to move. You can't just do one. All right, guys, that's it. That's the podcast for this week. If you have any questions about this or anything else, let me know. I appreciate you guys listening. As always, I can get into other things. If you guys have any ideas that you want me to cover as far as a podcast, let me know. I would love to cover it just for you.